Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. There's glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Thanks for being with us on a Friday, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Got a lot to get to here in the final hour of the show. Should this parent have been arrested? I can't wait to get to this story. Um, let's parents talk. being arrested, huh? Parents being arrested for okay. doing parenting things. Very interesting coming from a guy not a parent. Exactly. I can't wait to defend the parent here. I see, and I defended the. Pa- I want to defend the parent, and I want to know if it's okay if I defend the parent. Okay. So I want to get to that. Uh, we got a lot to get to, though. Let's start with UCLA and USC. It is the 5 o'clock primetime game on Fox. Uh, spoiler alert, Swag may or may not be gambling on the Bruins in this game. I may or may not be gambling oh, on the Bruins. Okay. We like a lot of Bruins. I like the Bruins, too, so that means USC is going to win. We got the kiss of death going into this game. Swag and I have two lines very similar <laughs> on spring line, and I'm, like, pivoting now out of one of those picks. You should terrify. It should terrify. Yeah. He's, he's 10 and 20 on the year. It's been awful. Uh, the over-under in this game is 76, and yep. unfortunately for the excitement of it, a little, a little bit of the juice is out of the air because UCLA lost to Arizona last week, but... You still have a game that will decide a participant, likely, in the Pac-12 championship game. If UCLA is to win, they play Cal next week, right? They're probably going to get in at that point uh, as a two-loss conference team. And if USC wins, obviously they are in because this is their final game in Pac-12 play. Uh, but they need to win to get in. How are we feeling? UCLA, USC, is this the playoff crowning win for the Trojans as they finish their season? Or does it all come tumbling down to one of the best offenses in the country? Well, they're supposed to be getting some help back. I know one of the wide receivers is coming back from an injury, and they've got a defensive player coming back as well. So they're getting a little healthier, and that's kind of been one of their biggest problems the last few weeks because their defense has not been great. Um, you know, we keep waiting for USC to lose, and they keep winning. Even the Utah game, i got to give them a lot of credit in that. That's a game that I think going back, they, they're kicking themselves. They shouldn't have lost that game. Mm-hmm. They should be undefeated right now. Well, they very easily could have lost Oregon State. You can play it either way. Uh, true, um, but the U, they didn't have a lead. It was just different for me with Utah because they had a two-touchdown lead. I think if you have a two-touchdown lead at any one point in football, you should be kicking yourself losing that game. Sure. And they played the Utes pretty damn tough on a, on a really emotional night for Utah. That being said, I, I can't help but love this spot for UCLA. I just, I can't. 
I know we say home. They're not going to be the home team. There'll be more red and Trojan, you know, sounds going on in that stadium than there will be UCLA. I know they say hey, it's a it's a sellout. <laughs> I love that they're trying to brag about that. It's unbelievable. Or sold a game out. Like, hey, congratulations. Welcome to the rest of college football. It, it You mentioned it. it's a bummer UCLA lost that game to Arizona because we'd be playing in a game with two teams with a shot, I think, to make the playoff, despite what the committee thought about UCLA. If they would have beat you, if they beat USC this weekend and then you beat Utah or whoever or Oregon or whatever in the Pac-12 title game, I think that resume puts you in the top four no matter what, but they didn't. And so I, I like this spot a lot because I think, one, they're taking on a very vulnerable defense, and two, it it still feels like USC has weeks where they're a little off offensively. Like, Caleb's been awesome. He's been otherworldly. But the Arizona game happens, or the Oregon State game happens, and that offense is hot and it's cold, and it's hot and it's cold. And I just feel like this is a game they're going to need Caleb Williams in that offense to be nothing but hot because I don't think that USC defense is going to stop UCLA. Not that UCLA's defense is incredible by itself because they're, they're, they're a little bit of a trouble unit. But I would look at the over of this game. I think a lot of points are going to be scored. And I just love the Bruins being in their own stadium, getting a bounce-back spot here. They played a really disappointing game against Arizona. And USC is kind of coming in limping. And I, I, just, I think USC is going to lose a game. And I, I'm going to pick this one. I think this is the rivalry game where UCLA gets up off the mat. They just had a struggle bus against Arizona. And I think they're taking on USC at the right time because of the injuries. Yeah, the tough part with you know evaluating teams and how they played this year, and you mentioned we all are kind of waiting for the slipper to fall off of USC. They do have a loss. They did lose to Utah. And your point is valid. Like They very easily could have won that game. But I always make sure to point out, you can play it both ways. They very easily and probably should have lost to Oregon State in Corvallis. They trailed that entire game. And if Chance Nolan doesn't throw four picks, they lose that football game. right? So you can, you can play it either way. Could have beat Utah. Could have lost to Oregon State. This is the tough part, though, with scheduling sometimes that I like to point out, where we're obviously away from divisions now in the Pac-12. You don't have a North, you don't have a South. It's the top two teams going. But the Pac-12, in their brilliant state of mind, changed this while not changing the schedules. Right. And so you still have the old traditional schedules where you play a couple teams in the North and then the rest of the South. Here's the difference that I see this year between UCLA and USC that not many people are pointing out. The top two teams in the old, quote-unquote, North, standing-wise and record-wise, are Oregon and Washington, right? Washington's number two, Oregon's number one, um, right now, standing-wise, in the old North. UCLA had to play both of them. USC did not have to play either of them. Nope. And so schedules sometimes dictate where you're at at the end of the season. If USC, a month ago, had to make a trip up to Eugene and play a primetime game, did they win that game? Maybe they do, but I don't know the answer to that because they didn't face each other during the regular they season. They can pass the football. That, they can throw the – I mean, sure, I'm, I would take the over, but so can UCLA. Right. And Oregon beat them by 15 and held them 30 points, right? right? So I think we're a little reactionary with the Oregon stuff, acting like they've been trash all year. They were blowing everybody out, and then they had a bad week against Washington. So that, that to me, I like pointing out because USC is still in this mix, but they didn't have to play the two best teams from the old North division. And I think that's part of the reason why UCLA is where they're at. They let one slip that they shouldn't slip in the Arizona game. They no-showed looking to head to USC. USC, but their other losses on the road to a team that has been ranked basically the last month and a half inside the top 10. That's not a bad loss, and it's a game that USC has not had to play this year going on the road and playing a team of that caliber. Their toughest win on the season is against Oregon State, who's ranked in the back end of the top 25. I, I think the injury that nobody's talking well, maybe people are, I'm just not 
paying close enough attention. The Travis Dye thing is huge for USC. It's monstrous, man. Not having him starting back. Starting running back, his ability to run, his ability to pick up blitzers, like all that stuff being out of their offense. I know they got some young guys that they like in that backfield, but not as much experience, not as good coming out of the backfield catching the ball. That, to me, is a, is a looming issue, and I have not believed in USC's defense all year. Yeah. And I think this is the week that it, it, it catches them up by the, the side of the head. I think UCLA is going to run it all over. You know, USC feels like uh, a little bit of the TCU thing for us, where we're always we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And maybe TCU will lose to Baylor this weekend. But I'll ask you this. If, if they beat UCLA... I mean, I'm I, still not there yet because see, you have to go to is, Notre Dame in the last week of the season. Okay. I think they're probably going to win that game, but Notre sure. Dame's playing better football. And then you're going to have to play Utah, who already beat you, or Oregon, likely in the Pac-12 championship. Notre Dame game. lost to Stanford a couple weeks ago. They did. I, that that wasn't like two months ago. That was uh, three weeks ago. Now at this point, like I I just want that to be known. Like it's not like Notre Dame is this different team. Stanford I think, also pushed USC. <laughs> Stanford, yeah, they scored 40 points on USC. They did. Um, but I guess I, I just kind of wondering, like, are we ever going to get to that point with this USC team? Or are they just going to get to the Pacto title game, win it, and get into the playoff and go, oh, okay, we were wrong all year? I will believe it when they get in the playoff. Okay. When they win the Pacto championship. That's what it seems to kind of – well, I don't think you're alone there. I think a lot of people have that same opinion. It's yeah. like, you're going to lose this game. And they didn't. You're going to lose this game. And they didn't. You're going to lose this game. And you didn't. And then you're just like, oh, they won the Pac-12. I also don't think they played anybody to UCLA's caliber all season. They played nobody you know, in the Utah's – I think Utah's a shining UCLA. example for UCLA is Utah beat them, and so I I think Utah UCLA are pretty close. Yeah, UCLA beat Utah. No, no, so, no I, I handily, know, but I yeah, but in the same way that UCLA lost by double digits to Oregon, I I still view them in the same light. I I think you can game by game, it can always be different. If UCLA played Utah last weekend, is Utah winning that game? Maybe. I'm not gonna say well they got blown out at UCLA, and so that means UCLA's far and way better than them. I just think the Pac-12 itself by a conference is wild where week to week it's always a little different. I think USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Utah, and I'll throw Washington in there out of respect for what they've done. I think they're all largely kind of the same. And I think Oregon State's not very far from being right there too. Mm -hmm. I think you have five to six teams that are largely all kind of the same. And week to week it's always going to be a different result. But there's really that not, there's not that much uh, difference between that one team and whoever you'd put at six. I just think they're all kind of the same. I agree with that general sentiment. I, I think the argument I would make is I, I would argue UCLA and Utah are more battle-tested than USC. Uh, Utah had to go on the road to Florida in non-conference. USC's non-conference games were at home against Rice and Fresno sure. State. UCLA played nobody in non-conference, but they had to play Oregon at Oregon. They had to play Washington at home on a Friday night, and they had to play Utah already. So you already had three quality games under your belt. Uh, and I just – USC did have to go to Salt Lake City. That was their one loss of the season. The other game they easily could have lost was the other – their only win over a ranked team all year is Oregon State. They got yep. one. And so – and Oregon State's a good team. I'm not trying to disrespect Oregon State, but that's the only one that they got. They don't, they don't have a top 15, top 20 win. And if Oregon State loses this weekend or loses next weekend, they're going to finish the season outside of the top 25, likely, as a four-loss team. And you're not going to have a win over a top 25 team unless you win this weekend against UCLA. What does it say about Chip if he can't win this game? What does it say about Lincoln if he can? I, I don't know if there's any grand gestures there. I think people already think Lincoln Riley's a better coach than Chip Kelly as of right now. Okay. I mean, I'd be pretty disappointed if UCLA loses this game. I don't I don't know how – this is as stacked a team as Chip's had. And you can't get the Pac-12 championship game. That'd be – Yeah, be yeah. a bit of an indictment by, by him. I it, it would be tough. I think the conference is tougher, though, as we pointed out this year, than it has been in years past. And Lincoln Riley also was hand, like hand-picked his roster. <laughs> 
he brought in a Heisman candidate quarterback and a Blitnikoff winning wide receiver. I mean, but that's it. That's a that's a him. I mean, he deserves that credit. He's the one sure. that convinced those kids to follow him or transfer over to USC. Just like I think Chip deserves credit for building UCLA. I see. That's I think that's the, what I'm getting at is building. You say building like they haven't won a Pac-12 championship. They haven't been to a Pac-12 championship game in the Chip Kelly era. Sure. Neither has Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley's been to a playoff a couple times. Yes, yeah. There's a difference there. Chip Kelly's been to a national championship. True, but th- I'm talking about the UCLA Chip Kelly era, yeah. not Oregon a decade. It, it hasn't it hasn't worked out for him yet at UCLA. I I well, if it doesn't this year, does it next year? Because you're going to lose a lot of these guys, and sure. then you go to the Big Ten eventually, right? Assuming the regions don't get in your way, which I don't think they will. But I don't know. I think I think it's a fair thing to kind of wonder, like, who's this game bigger for? Is it Lincoln Riley or is it Chip Kelly? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you can make an argument either way. Uh, I, I see your point on Chip Kelly and have, needing a statement win in a statement kind of season. Um, their I, statement win this year was probably Utah, right? Utah, yeah. Utah. That's easily their and statement Utah. win. Yeah, they, they beat them both. Um, but, I, but I also think the expectations are lower at UCLA by a mile than they are USC. Nobody talked about UCLA as a championship contender at the start of the year. U, USC's been in that conversation all season. Yeah, I mean, as soon as they got Lincoln, it was, it was you're expected Vegas to go. favorites, right? They, People were vet, yeah. betting in Vegas. They get to the title game. Where UCLA, we were like, hey, can you win nine games this year? That's, right. a, that's an okay year for Chip Kelly at UCLA. Like, I, just, I think the expectations are different at the two schools. And so I see your larger point. Like, if UCLA can't win this year, is there a year you can win? And maybe the argument to that is no, they can, and this is who they're going to be. You know, down, down, down. You build it up, and you have a good season where you can contend. Uh, but I also think with, with the eyes on USC and the playoff hopes of the conference being on them, I think there's more pressure on USC this week. So this is truly for Pac-12 fans that hate both these schools for relocating. This is a don't care who wins game, right? Yeah, I'm rooting against them both, but I hate USC more than I hate UCLA. But <laughs> um, well, one's a bigger brand. So. One's a bigger brand, and I think they were the first ones to leave. I, I I blame them more for leaving the UCLA. Well, after the Regents meeting, I would say debt is the reason UCLA left. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's they true. were going to fold up shop for how many sports? They, they got no money them. left. Um, all right, we got a couple other things to get to. Spring line coming up, bottom of the hour. I do want to ask a parenting question because I saw this article and I can't let it pass without bringing it up on the show. A couple of NFL notes as well. It's loaded. We're still going. Final hour. Don't go anywhere on the fam. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we'll get this regular line coming up bottom of the hour. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. They're not selling beer at the World Cup, which begins this weekend. What a disaster. Yeah, there's um, you never know what to believe on social media. I saw one accusation that there was a bribe already done. <laughs> no beer. There was a the Dutch TV station that was just filming on like a random public street, and they came and just shut it down. They're basically like, we're taking your camera away. Yeah, he's like, go ahead, break the camera. You're live on the news right now. You're making your country look terrible. What are we doing here? Why? I, 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 I don't know. I can't get behind it. But we'll, it starts this weekend. Let me ask you this. You guys are parents. I saw this story yesterday, and I couldn't. I, I read through it, and I was like, I got to bring this. I know it's a football Friday. I got to bring this up on the show. Okay. There is a mom that has three kids. Okay, three kids, three boys. One of them is eight years old. They are driving home from somewhere, uh, karate practice, one afternoon. Driving home from karate. All, the mom and the three boys in the car. The eight-year-old is driving the two brothers crazy, like just being a kid, doing kid things, like going bananas. About a half mile away from the home, the mom says, asks uh, the son, like, do you want to walk the rest? I'm going to kick you out of the car. Do you want to walk the rest of the way home? You're you're causing too much trouble. We're a half a mile away from home. I'm going to make you walk. He says, yeah, sure, I'll walk. It's a quiet, suburban Waco, Texas neighborhood. Not much traffic. Sidewalks on every street. She makes him walk half a mile home. Like, okay. all right, get out, of the, get out of the van. We're not dealing with this anymore. You're walking your ass home. Mm-hmm. She gets home. She drives home, obviously. Beats the other kid there because she's driving and he's walking. A few moments later, the kid comes to the house and he's being carried in a police car. And the police walk him up to the door and they say, is this your kid? And she says, yes, it's my kid. She got arrested for endangering a child. And it's a felony that carried a mandatory minimum of two years in prison. Oh, stop. What? So I think she ended up completing her six-month like pre-trial diversion program that like got her out of actually having to go to jail. Wait, why is... So we're not letting kids walk home anymore? <laughs> that was my question. I saw this and I was like, wait, what? So there was a neighbor that called... The cops, because they saw a kid. Why do you call the cops if you see a kid just walking in your neighborhood by himself? I, that would not lead me to call police. But they call police. They're like, this eight-year-old kid's walking by himself on the sidewalk. And so the cops came. They were in the neighborhood. They were like, hey, where, you know, where are you at? Where are your parents? They, oh, she kicked me out of the car. And so they pick him up, take him home, and she ended up getting arrested and handcuffed and thrown in jail. I have a lot of questions here. <laughs> um, Thank you. I'm not one, like I have a 10 and a 6-year-old. I'm not one that really wants them out by themselves, but that's because they're they're my daughters, and I'm like every other American. I've become fearful. Everything around me is fear, 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 yeah. fear, fear, and I try not to live my life in fear, but in that regard, I'm fearful. I also see a lot of kids walk past my house when school is let out, and I don't think I'm going to call the cops here. I'm assuming this pretty this looked pretty cut and dry. A kid walking home, wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary. I'm more curious about the law. She says she's done it before too. Like the kid's a troublemaker, and he drives his brothers crazy. And like when they're on the way home, she's just basically like walk home. And I would say to her, maybe you should start looking in the mirror and say <laughs> this this method isn't working. Like that's the other part of of parenting that's been funny. As you grow up, and 
I, I got spanked all the time as a kid, and guess what? I still did dumb crap the next time. That wasn't what was going to change me. No. So I always wonder about parents and their methods of discipline. That that method clearly doesn't work for this kid, and yet here she is still doing it. Um, but I'm more concerned that, one, a neighbor called the cops. Yeah, I don't get that. We're wasting our cop resources on children walking in a, in a safe neighborhood, in a quiet relative neighborhood that has sidewalks and... I would assume the neighbor recognizes the kid as well, so probably knows that that kid lives in the neighborhood. Right. I got a lot of questions about the law more than I do the parenting. Yeah, so they had, uh, the, she had to talk to, like, child services after this, too. That became a whole thing. Jeez, they talked to her and the husband where basically they, they uh, couldn't be alone with kids a certain time. She works in child care services, too, so she's lost her ability to work. Like, she was a, ran a daycare or something like that. I just, I, wow. I walked everywhere as a kid. Oh, we oh, yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Like, everywhere. I, I started walking to school on my own in elementary school, like when I was in so second grade. We, we lived yeah. a mile, maybe yeah, yeah. almost a mile and a half away from our elementary school. We always just, three or four of us, we'd walk together. and it's about a 20-minute walk. You get there, yeah. and you walk home after school. And then school. everybody would split off where they're, hey, this is right. my street. Yeah. Hey, right. my house right there. That was right. the way it worked. Peace out. Can you not walk anymore? Can kids not walk anymore? I, I, I think parents, I think you'll learn this uh, if you have a kid. I, swag, I don't, it's probably different for you because your kid's older, but. I was talking about this with somebody the other day. There is a real, like, uncomfortable feeling with leaving your kid alone the way that we were left alone. And, again, I think that's me acknowledging absolute buying into some of the fear-based stuff. But I, I, I can't shake it. I can't get rid of it. My daughter doesn't have a – she has a cell phone that only connects to Wi-Fi, so she largely doesn't have a cell phone unless she's in the house. Yeah. And there is a part of me that wants to get her a cell phone. She's 10, and I'm like, I don't think I should be getting her a cell phone yet. But there's a part of me that wants to because she wants to go she wants to go do things. She wants to go be on her own. And I I like I let her and her bud go to the park a couple of days ago and let them go do that. I was nervous and then I stopped forget and then I forgot about it and then they came home and I was like, Okay, that worked great. <laughs> but there is a part of me that's like fear based about letting my kid go by themselves, even sure. though I did that all the time. I think it's a natural reaction as a parent. You feel differently, right, when it's your kid. Somebody said my parents would be in Guantanamo Bay if walking home was a crime. <laughs> Shoot, man, my mom would still be locked up. Life sentence. You're never getting out, man. You're never getting out. I can't tell you how many weekends and weekdays, for that matter, my mom was just like, <laughs> peace, be back for dinner, or, oh, okay, I'll see you. When I had weekends, I'm like, Friday. Hey, we're staying at so-and-so's house. Okay, and I wouldn't see her till Sunday. Yeah, see you, to, see you at the end of the weekend. Where were you? Well, we stayed at so-and-so's house the next day. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. You're it's home. like 4 o'clock on a Sunday. You're safe. It is. Yeah, I just I, I started reading this yesterday. I, somebody quote tweeted it or something. was like, you know, what the hell is this? And I clicked the article. I was like, I'm going to read this. And I was like, oh, what? She got arrested. I think she lost her home over this. They had to pay huge fines. Like it, lost her home? It became home? a huge thing for them. Yeah. It became a huge see, thing. I, we need to have a... a we need to have a backup legal system that steps in and says we don't need to be going this far for that kind of crime if you'd even classify that as a crime. But, like, have you thought about that? Do you think you're going to feel okay with your kid? Oh, I'll be like you. You think It's you easy as a parent to look at this and say, yeah, I'm making my kid walk. I think in your neighborhood, though, there's a difference. Like, if you're in a pocket of your neighborhood that you know the people, there's not a lot of crime in your neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. Like, I would, I have no problem take, telling my kid to walk a half mile home. And this isn't maybe right to say, but it's just honesty. Like, I, when we first moved into our neighborhood, we live in Damascus. So I, like, live in the whitest, most boring area in the, in the world. Like, it's a relatively safe neighborhood. 
I walked past a guy that clearly uh, was living in the forest down by our park for like a couple days. He's like, you see the 82nd? I'm like, oh, buddy, that's three Whoa. miles that way. That's a long ways away, Chief. It's like, what if my kid's walking around in that? I, I don't know how to quantify it other than saying I got a tattoo the other day, and I was talking about this very topic because my tattoo artist just had a daughter, and her, he's, she's going to be one. And he, we were talking about how we used to just go and do things, right? And our parents, I used to ride the Max to Lloyd Center. When I was like 11, 12 years old with no parental supervision. Portas a la derecha. <laughs> we'd sneak on the Max. We'd go out the right. And and I was just talking about this with him, and he said how he's he's going to be the same way I am. And I said, I think the reason is is because we went from a milk carton era to social media news era. Yeah, where when, that for sure. when a kid was missing – Little Jimmy's on the back of a milk carton, and largely it's like, oh, that's sad. There's a little kid missing. You didn't really hear much about it, but now it's like yeah. it's Amber Alerts, and it's yeah. news, and then it's Twitter, and then it's, hey, Instagram shares, find this kid. It's like it's all over now, whereas back in the day, it's like the best you could do is like, can we get little Timmy on the 2% box, please? <laughs> can we get him on the – I haven't seen this kid in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is crazy. We got some texts rolling in that are, that are kind of funny. It's – the, the cops, I guess, when they showed up at the house said, well, child trafficking is a problem in downtown Waco, Texas, which is like 30 minutes from where she lives. She technically still lives in Waco. And then they said, it's usually not a problem in your neighborhood. And she she argued that you basically admitted the crime is not a problem where I live. It's a problem in the larger Waco area, sure. But there's nobody getting kidnapped in my community. You're still nervous about it. What I would say, though, too, is don't be the guy who finds out information and you share it at the wrong time. So my niece, who's she's a teenager now, she was at the Clackamas Mall, and all I've heard is the Clackamas Mall is a very suspect place for children by themselves, is what I would say. Okay. And I shared that with the parents, and it's like an instant, like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's like, maybe they should do their own research. <laughs> this is going to lead to something bigger. Am I making an awkward situation <laughs> right now? What's happening Probably. here? Probably. But I just oh, saw a video man. of a 10-year-old walking home from school, and a woman was trailing and standing next to him. He went into a convenience store and pretended that the clerk was his mom, and the lady went out to confront the woman, and the woman just walked and ran away. How about that? Like, but this is you what I'm the exposed video. Yeah, to. you yeah. see that, and you're like, well, that's going to happen to my kid. And my kid's 10. And I'm like, damn <laughs> right. it. Same age. What do I do here? Yeah, she's in debt. She lost her job uh, paying for the lawyer, the diversion program. Oh she's God, They had man. to start a GoFundMe for her. It's a whole thing, man. Whole thing out of Texas. So I saw this yesterday. I couldn't pass it up. GoFundMe. More taxes. I just thought, God, I, is an eight-year-old making him walk home a half a mile? Are you kidding me? I've walked to and from to school every day starting in second grade all the way until I got a car to go to high school. 15 miles in the snow, That's barefoot. Right. Uphill both ways. <laughs> it's crazy, on. man. Crazy. All right, let's break the line. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. We'll do some gambling. We'll do it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypod Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Spreaking the line. Spreaking the line. Spreaking the line. Spreaking the line. Spreaking the line brought to you by Chris Hudson's injuries. Still more believable than a Sprague logic. <laughs> Spreaking the line brought to you by the SEC. Just like Sprague's picks, this weekend's games are being mailed in. <laughs> Mail them in. Spreaking the line brought to you by the World Cup. We can't offer beer at our most important games, just like Oregon can't offer its fans a national title in a relevant sport. But I'm not the president of everybody. Ouch! Shots at you for the first time. Ouch! How's that feel? Not necessary. Get you three of these. Golf is a is a is a sport. Yeah. Okay? Golf is a sport. You said that so confidently. So is track and field. Read a book. To a baseball. It's the first sport ever. All right. Yeah. A real one like baseball. Ratings bonanza that is college baseball. It is. Uh, Sprague Line brought to you by the demise of Twitter. No more Twitter means no more record of Sprague's horrid picks. <laughs> yeah, what would we do with Sprague Line picks? I don't know, man. You could put them on Instagram or something? I don't know. Yeah. Sprague Line brought to you by Tosh the Boys pass defense. Just like the Ducks pass defense, the Ooh. logic of a Sprague pick is full of holes. Ooh. And uh, Spring Line brought to you by the UC Regents. After careful consideration, we've decided to submit our picks a month after the results are in so our picks don't look stupid. Wow. Yeah, they had a meeting yesterday to schedule a meeting. So They were supposed to conclude the meeting yesterday they with were. the decision, and then they punted it. Don't worry. Next meeting. Totally, we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, here's how we all did last week. Uh, KT, Sprague, and I all went 2-1. and one. Damn it. Swag was 0-3. So season standings, I hit on the Commanders plus 11 Monday Night Football. I should have moneylined that bitch, but I didn't. I yeah. hit the Bucks over the Seahawks as well. Missed on the Rams, Cardinals. Spread. You hit on Miami, Cleveland over. Bears, Lions over. You missed on the Cowboys and the Packers. Oh, I'm started. Swag, you missed, you missed, and you missed. And uh, KT <laughs> hit on Washington State minus 8 and San Diego State plus 2.5. You missed on the Bears minus 2.5. Against the Lions. So, season standings, Reagan first place, 20 and 10. Mm. I'm in second, 16, 13, and 1. Then comes Kevin Todd at 16 and 14. And then Jason Swigard bringing up the rear 10 and 20. The floor is yours, Sprague. First pick. 
Um, Swag's going to have two picks that I love, by the way. So buyer beware here. I'm going to pivot out. I don't want to have the same picks as you. I'll let you do your own thing. Okay. I will give you the first one that I want to use and that if I could legally gamble, I would. But I'm not. I'll let you have that one. Uh, I'm going to go to the NFL. Play the the NFL game. you got to make a drive. I do. Uh, Over 49, Chicago, Atlanta. Uh, The Bears have found the offense. I've been screaming this to the ether for four weeks now. Uh, Their over-under number is 24-and-a-half for the game. I think they're going to hit the over there. Atlanta's defense is awful. It's like 28th in scoring. They give up a lot of points. Conversely, Atlanta's playing at home. Atlanta's not playing in the cold, wet weather of Charlotte, North Carolina. And so they're back home, and Chicago's defense sucks. So what do you do with bad defenses? You play points. I'm going to play the over 49, Chicago and Atlanta. I also like Chicago, by the way, at three. And if you got it at three and a half, God bless you. I think the Bears are going to outright win this game. And so I would look at the Bears as a plus three play and a teaser. But I will play the over 49 for spring line. Thanks, Wag. Uh, I'll start in college football. Uh, I, too, am on the UCLA bandwagon here this weekend. Uh, I think uh, rushing-wise, they can just, they can, between DTR and Charbonnet and whatever else they want to do, totally use the run, then set things up for a short passing game for DTR. Uh, USC won't, uh, they just can't generate enough. Travis Ty being out is huge for them. That makes them one-dimensional in UCLA. The one thing UCLA is pretty good at is rushing the passer. Mm -hmm. So if they know he's going to be back there, they will unleash it. I'm going to take the hook and get it up to plus three, though, and and take the Bruins plus three. All right, there you go, Bruins plus three. I'm going to give you a double pick for my first pick and just get two of them out of the way because it's the same game, and I'm betting the line and the over-under. What are you going to do when it's your turn again? I'll just do one more pick and then I'll go. We'll go around. Skip you twice. I'm just, you know, just yeah. Skip right. me the next time. Right. Uh, I am. I am on the Patriots this weekend. They are off a bye. They are at home. They are taking on the Jets. Zach Wilson does not stand a chance against a Bill Belichick-led defense. What New England is doing defensively is remarkable. They lost their number one corner in free agency to the Chargers. They've been banged up left and right. They didn't use a top draft pick and a positional need on that side of the ball, and here they are with one of the best defenses in the NFL again outside of the Bears game. But the Bears are scoring a lot of points on everybody. I think the Pats off of a bye, taking on the Jets. I love it. I'm going to take it minus three by a half point down to cover my ass for a tie there on the field goal. I did lock in my personal bet earlier this week. The line was two and a half earlier in the week. That's when I locked it in, but it has gone up as the week has gone on and i'm also adding the over under of that game it's not the same pick it'll just be pick number two uh but of 38 and a half i'm on the under this is going to be a defensive slugfest two good defenses horrible quarterback play the under of 38 and a half in pats and jets uh is that what it currently is 38 and a half it is currently 38 i am buying a half point up to 38 and a half uh i will keep it at 38 uh i will also take the under that's my second play of this weekend i love the under here i the jets want to win this game nine to six and the patriots want to win this game six to three uh, I don't trust the quarterback play of Zach Wilson against Bill Belichick. His interception numbers are insane against this defense. And I also don't really trust Mac Jones. And I, I really think both these coaches want to walk out of there with a 12-9 game. Hell, even if they score some points, the Jets beat the Bills 20-17. to That's 37 points. Mm. I will also play the under of 38 okay. in New England and New York. Okay. Swag. Go to the NFL. Uh, Taylor Heineke is now the quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Everybody has rallied around him. They are on the road in Houston. The Texans just stink. They just stink. Uh, even if uh, Chase Young doesn't come back, sounds like he hasn't been uh, looking like himself in practice just yet, but they certainly have enough defense. 
uh, the rushing game getting going now with Brian Robinson. They seem to have uh, some chemistry, something going on. Minus three. All they got to do is uh, lay a field goal on the road against a crappy team. I'll take that. Okay, Commanders minus two and a half. My last pick, I'm going to go uh, another under. I told myself I'm going to bet the under of them until it doesn't hit. I'm going to do it every week of the rest of the season. The Denver Broncos have the number one scoring defense in the NFL. They give up the fewest points of any defense in the National Football League. They also have the lowest scoring offense in the NFL. They can't score points on anybody. Their offense sucks. Their defense is great. They are taking on the Raiders, who are all sorts of banged up on the offensive side of the football, and their quarterback is crying in the media after the game. The Raiders suck. The Broncos suck. This is going to be a low-scoring, sucky game. Mm-hmm. I am taking the under of 41.5 in Raiders and Broncos. Um, as I said on the group chat last weekend, it it's great to bet the over in games. It does suck to bet the under because you're just basically committing to the worst football. <laughs> you, you want bad football. Yeah, I mean, you're rooting for bad football. That's a sneaky good pick by you. My last one, I'm actually going to play another over-under number. Uh, I like this because the trend of this defense would suggest that they're going to give up points. And I think the other side, playing at home, coming back, big road win, a lot of weapons, Kirkers at home is a little more dangerous than on the road. Over 47.5, that's where the number currently sits. In Dallas, Minnesota, Dallas's defense has stumbled the last couple weeks. Um, To allow Green Bay to do what they did, that offense, that Green Bay offense did that against Dallas. I think Minnesota can do that as well. And I also think Dallas's offense can move the ball a little bit on that Viking defense. I will play the over of 47.5 in Dallas and Minnesota, and I will also be teasing the living hell out of Minnesota <laughs> because they're a home dog and everybody is in on the Cowboys this weekend. Buyer beware on that one. I bet the Cowboys last weekend, and they choked it away. Uh, I will be playing a Viking teaser and the over 47 and a half. Okay, swag last pick. Last pick, Monday night football. Uh, the 49ers are in the desert to take on a banged-up Cardinals squad. Both Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy dealing with injuries. Not sure if they are going to be available. Zach Ertz, he's out. Buda Baker's gone. DeAndre Hopkins is not practicing. Uh, they don't have enough points. Now Kyle Shanahan's had enough time with McCaffrey there. They got Debo Samuel back. I think he's now got a full understanding of everything he can do with this offense, and uh, I think they run it up. I got no issues laying eight points. Okay, 49ers minus eight. All right, so here we go. Records and picks. Remind, we'll send out KT's picks in the tweet. Sprague, 20-10 and 10 on the year. He's on Chicago, Atlanta, over a 49. Pats, Jets, under of 38 in the Dallas and uh, Minnesota game, over a 47.5. I'm 16-13-1. I'm on the Pats minus three against the Jets. Also on the under in that Pats and Jets game. I like the under in the Raiders-Broncos as well, a 41.5. And, and Swag, 10-20 and 20 on the year, looking for some dubs. He likes UCLA plus the three against USC. The Commanders minus 2.5 against Houston, and the 49ers minus eight against the Cardinals. There you go. Spreading the line every Friday at 8.30. Let's close it up. They're not selling booze at the World Cup, and we got some Ducks and Beaver football this week. We'll wrap it up there next on the. There you go. Fist bump on your way into the weekend every single Friday. Listeners pointing out that, yeah, if you just if you just faded swag all year, you'd be 20 and 10. You'd, you'd be me if you you'd just took crazy. my picks. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you, you guys like to make fun of me, and you're like, hey, we just faded swag. We 20 and 10. Sprague's 20 and 10. If you just do Sprague text, you'd have the same record, you idiots. I don't think our listeners sound like that at all. Well, I think they do when they make dumb observations like, hey, if I just faded somebody, I'd have the same record as Sprague. Or if you just took Sprague's picks, you'd actually be winning money the way I am. You're welcome. God. And by the way. Why are you so angry? 
Because you're having a successful you're gambling here, you, 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 you're simply looking at Swag's record. Going, if you, you, know, you reverse Swag's picks, you got the same record. It's the same record I have. I'm sitting here giving you winners, and I'm getting made fun of. It's like, come on, use your brains. Pick my picks. I don't know why you're so angry. It's because a Friday. Your beeves are playing good. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. You're uh, winning money. We'll see. We'll see. Going into the weekend. We'll see. Christmas time's here. I am glad that Swag, Swag, like, randomly tweeted some dumb version of Rebecca Black and was like, I might have to pull this one. And then I listened to it. It's awful. Why did you like that? What, what do you happened? mean it's awful? It's fantastic. That is not a fantastic I'm version I'm still of editing. Friday. I got to get no. it just right. What jo- happened? Joe's version is better than that version. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's got Belichick in it. Singing Friday. <laughs> You can't. That one that. is it. Yeah, that one we have, we have not had in a while because Joe doesn't fill and produce on our show. So you didn't see this, did you? No, I did not see this at all. There's a gal named Allie something. She, Spagnola. Spagnola. She pays for her tweets to go viral. Oh yeah, I know that account. Yeah, and she, she did yeah. a, a a version, a spoof version. Yeah, of Friday. it's like a twenties version. It's like a big band twenties version. It was brilliant. <laughs> and him and Joe had a back and forth of which version of Friday was better. And Swag Base was like, "Your sucks and is off key." <laughs> and Joe, I think he just left Joe just. Absolutely in a mess. Oh, okay, she did a vintage 1920s big band yes. Friday. All right, well, I have not heard it, so I cannot have an opinion on this. Yeah. I did not see this tweet. Yeah. I did not see this. I don't like the 1920s. Not a fan of them. Well, in the 1920s were a really duff, rough decade, man. I just don't like the aesthetic. We had Prohibition. We had the Great Depression. It wasn't good. Uh, you were in pants under your, your pants. and 1920s were not great. Yeah. Well, the end of the 1920s. The first part of the 1920s. The roaring probably, 20s were fantastic. A lot of fun. Nobody showering. End of the 1920s, it didn't yeah. end great, you know. Yeah, not a lot of showers back then. People probably stunk. Uh, I'll listen to it, though. I, I cannot pass judgment on that. They're not selling booze at the World Cup. It begins this weekend. They came out and said they reversed their beer policy. You can only buy a non-alcoholic option in stadiums. And uh, Budweiser spent $75 million on advertising Yeah, I'm suing FIFA if I'm in charge of AB, Bev, whatever the hell the company is that owns Budweiser now. Look, I get that our country gets into it. I, this does nothing. Like, the whole the country they're playing in, the background of it. I, if USA finds themselves in, like, the semifinals, maybe it'll move the needle for me. I could not care less about the start of the World Cup. Well, it's the men playing, not the women, so they won't. Exactly. The women actually win. He's root for like uh, whatever your ancestry.com background is, whatever the most prominent country outside of. So USA's first game is when? Uh, Monday, 11 a.m. Monday at 11 a.m. Against okay. Wales. Wales. Bring it on, Wales. Is Wales good? I don't know. Uh, they have uh, they have Gareth Bale. So People asking who took a poop and sprayed cereal this morning. I don't know. He's angry. I don't know why he's angry. It's like if I just did I the reverse of swag, I have the same record as Sprague. If I just took Sprague's piss. He said, they're not, they're not taking any shots at you, Sprague. Calm it, down. It is a shot at me. I take it personal. I've had a great year. I'm getting no credit for it. I'm giving you a lot of credit during the year. Swag's reversed to me, and it's like, well, what if I just did what Swag didn't do? I think you need to go take a, take a walk. Swag, you need to redo your microphone. It is way too loud. All right, we got to go. That'll do it for us. Have okay. a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the college football this weekend. We'll uh, talk to you on Monday at 6 a.m. Colin is next. Listening to 1080 The You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.